Hey everyone, welcome back to Rally Caps, a podcast for the creative entrepreneur building a business for the long haul. Today we're joined by the one and only Carrie Carlquist of Carrie Carlquist Photography. Native to the Chicagoland area and recent St. Louis University grad, she was on the executive board of her sorority, started her business in 2018, moving back to Chicago, working for a PR agency and balancing her side hustle to then go full-time in August of 2019. Now she books 30 plus weddings per year, at least 10 or more couple sessions per month, has an associate photographer and a killer new studio, which used to be ours that we're sitting in right now. She loves gluten-free Happy Camper Pizza running the city she lives in, Jenny's ice cream and golden retrievers. <laughs> Is all of that. Is that all correct, Carrie? True. <laughs> that's all That's all me. Boom. <laughs> we nailed it. We have secret intel to like get all that. I don't know. I felt like I felt like I knew most of that already. You with all your running stories on Instagram and how many happy camper pizza boxes I see lying around. <laughs> Friday night pizza nights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they have like the best gluten-free pizza in town. Yeah, they're good. And lately, okay, so Spacanopoli is So down. good. I've heard they have bomb gluten-free like, pizza too, and I've never well, tried it. Well, I haven't tried the gluten-free, but like they're- I, I haven't been there in general. It's unbelievable. Right. It's like world renowned, I think. According to Mike, he knows all of the food stuff. Nice. Great. It's very good. Love to see it. Well, like I said, we are sitting in Sunlit Studio, which used to be Creative Club Chicago, this unit in this building. Uh, we, you know, we were here, here for four-ish, four years. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we moved out, it, it was what? The day we moved into our yeah, new unit. Yeah, crazy. You, what did you do? You like came up to us. Well, I've been looking, <laughs> I've been looking at spaces, mm -hmm. but um, a little bit further south in Lincoln Park. And mm -hmm. those were not realistic yeah. to rent like five um, times the price significantly mm -hmm. um and so i never really considered this space because it was i was like oh it's 10 15 minutes from home that mm -hmm. doesn't make sense it would make more sense to walk and then i kind of realized well i'm driving here and working with you guys every day what's the difference if it's my space or not so mm -hmm. the day they moved out um called the called will head head guy of the building and said send me an application, I'll send a deposit and send me anything else that you need from me and I'll have it to you within the hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, and then it, that pace didn't stop. It was just like, go, no. go, go, go. No. How long start to finish did it take for you to do the full remodel of this entire unit? Um, start to finish like 27 days, 26 days. It, it took, <laughs> it took us like three years to get it to what it was. And that was, and then that was like a hundredth of what you've made. I just this knew if I didn't like go for it, that I, that it wasn't ever going to happen. Cause I knew I'm only going to get busier. Like it, there's never a good time to just like set aside and do that. And I also knew the second I started renting it, the last thing I wanted was to have something that wasn't done for yeah, people renting and paying the same price as people renting in six months when everything's totally done, you know? So I was like, no time like the present. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, with us knowing you, it's very obvious that that's just kind of your MO for all the things you do. And okay, before we get into more of that, I just want to, if you, if you are just listening and not watching on YouTube, this is your chance to just jump over to YouTube and see the visuals of the space. Carrie's going to walk us through everything she did to make this place insanely gorgeous. I want to dive in a little deeper. So actually, just for quick context for the listeners who don't know. I'm based out in Boston. Carrie, Eric, and a bunch of the gang are out in Chicago right now. So I saw all of these updates to the old creative club <laughs> on Instagram when Carrie started posting all the finished photos and everything from it. And I was absolutely blown away because it just looked incredible, which you all saw in the tour. 
Carrie, what made you want to build out a studio like Sunlit Studio to the degree to which you committed to it, to like how beautiful it looks and, and like everything that you did for it? Like what made you, like what compelled you, I should say, to really just like commit to that so hard? That's a good question. I hmm, kind of like what I was saying before, I'm very much like you have an idea and as long as it makes sense, then you go full steam ahead for it. Um, and so I probably towards, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is echoey. Um, probably towards the beginning of the year when I started considering, considering studio spaces, I actually wasn't really thinking for photography purposes solely as much. Um, I just think after this last year, like I just, I wanted a space to feel creative and mm -hmm. I wanted a space to, um, to bring other people into where they can feel creative. I wanted a space where people felt welcome, mm -hmm. um, after a year of not being welcome literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted a space where that could happen. So before I, I got this space, I was doing a lot of like just dreaming of what a space would look like in general. Um, because I'm a, I'm a big believer that like your physical space actually matters. Um, and you know, the colors that you bring in and the people that are coming in, like, obviously that's playing a role. And so, um, earlier this year I started just thinking about, like, I just started dreaming of a space that was colorful and had a bar in it and not just for wine and whatever, but something where people could come in and have um, just be welcomed with a drink or be welcomed with um, light or plants or something where people felt connected. Um, and so my long-term goal with this space before I even thought about having it to shoot in was just to have a space for events and just to have a space to work in, um, to welcome other people to work in long-term. I want to get into youth ministry. And so to have a space that can start to fuel me that direction, whether this is a space I have long-term or not. Um, but just to have a space that is welcoming. Um, and so I, I was excited. Like that's the best way to put it is when I got the space, <laughs> I had all these ideas in my head. Like I had an idea of this pink couch. I'm like, that's hilarious. Like a bright pink couch. I'm doing that. So that was the first thing that I bought for the space. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really tell anyone other than the people that I, that were most important to me that were going to help me brainstorm, help me dream. Um, and then also the people that were going to literally help me design. Um, hmm. and so we talk about creativity, you know, I, obviously I love photography, but I love creative projects. Like mm. I just love projects. So this space was as much of like the creative project itself as it was creating a space for more creative projects in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. That's incredible. You, I mean, Eric alluded to this earlier, but it looks totally different than yeah. what it looked like I when know. Eric and Mike and everyone <laughs> so had the trippy. space. It's crazy. You did, you did so much work. What was, mm -hmm. if you could pick one, piece of the studio now, what was the hardest thing that you had to overcome to build out this vision that you had? My impatience. <laughs> Even though you did it in 25 days. Well, so, um, I, wow. <laughs> I had to, um, I was really eager, you know, I wanted everything done, but you take like everything takes time. Shipping in a pandemic takes time. Yeah. Like you can't buy express <laughs> shipping on everything that mm -hmm. you order. Um, but I think, um, mm. 
I think so the piece that's behind us right now, I had a friend who is just so talented and handy at everything. And she helped me with a lot of the, um, she helped me sew curtains. She helped me literally build this piece with drywall and two by fours. It's All the insane. infrastructure stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just insane. Um, and I think that like the hardest piece was, was being okay with other people helping me mm. um, because mm. part of me was like, well, this is my space. I feel like I need to do everything myself. Um, but it was a big, I think the second I could just like swallow my pride and say, okay, I need help. I had a friend, Elise, who's incredible at design, who went to Hobby Lobby with me and said, buy all of these pots, buy all of these plants, do wow. this. And like, I would have never thought to organize with those, the taper candles up on the shelf. Like I would have never thought of that. And she's sending me links like, go buy this, go buy this. We'll decorate with this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think once, I think the hardest part really was like, feeling impatient around it and then also like releasing some of it to just like let other people do it on their own time. Yeah. That's it, to me, that feels like a huge, uh, roadblock that has, you know, uh, harmed me in the past with creative process, Right. whether it's, uh, outsourcing work or being collaborative on some sort of project. Mm -hmm. I've been able to kind of let go of those things in the past, I don't know, two years. Right. And once you reap the benefits of what that's like on the other side, <laughs> you can't go back. Right. You're just right. like, I mm -hmm. don't, I can't imagine doing it any other way moving forward because you see, you see what it looks like. You right. see the end result mm -hmm. and it's so much better than what you could have yeah. imagined from before. For sure. Um, so, so this is all amazing. Unbelievable. The fact that you went full-time two years ago and now this is your life. I'm sure so many people, especially in the photography realm and the creative realm are going like, how is that, how is that even possible? You know, people ask us about creative club. They're like, oh, I want this in my city. I want to team up with other people to do that. Mm -hmm. Like it's so not even on people's radar to first have their own space that they could pay rent for and be able to fund it to do what you've done to this space. What got you to this point? Like start from the beginning when it come, came to your business and how did you grow that to give you the ability to make something like this now? Mm. It's a huge question. It is a big but question. Basically, if you could just walk us through some some of the timeline of, you know, where it went from passion to, okay, I'm serious about this to like, no, yeah. we're running a full blown business now. So when I graduated college, I I wanted to work in advertising and PR. Um, what you did. Which I did. Yeah. I wanted to go work in advertising and PR in California ah. because that's what everyone who's independent and loves the sun wants to do is go move to California. Um, and so I was like, again, I will do anything for my dreams. And so I was all about going out to California um, until I went out there for a bunch of my interviews for incredible companies that were like, you are the perfect candidate. Call us when you have an LA address. And I was mm. like, I don't, want to do that. Like, I don't want to just move on a whim. Like I, I was passionate about the work itself that I was doing and I wanted to work. I, mm. I really wanted that. Um, so I came home and I got connected to, um, these two women who were running a event production and web design agency. And I kind of was like, you guys need any hourly work. I just need to make enough money to, pay for some of my own meals. I was living at my parents' house at the time. I just moved home from school. Um, and so they took me on an hourly work. I was so upset about not being able to live in California that I poured everything that I was into this job. 
um, ended up falling in love with this job and the women that were just coaching me and leading me. Um, and so I, I took a full-time job with them. I was their first ever hire, their first employee. And so we were all kind of figuring it out together. Mm. Um, and I, in order, I loved, I loved them and I love that job. And to be able to afford to keep that job, I also had to have a supplemental income. Mm. Um, so I'd always kind of been doing photography, but this was kind of the turning point of, okay, if I want to keep this job um, doing, you know, these events and this web design and working with some, with two really cool women, I need to be able to afford to keep that job. So picked up photography a little bit more, um, had shot a couple weddings at that point. Um, and somewhere along the lines in that my passion for photography grew. I started taking on work that I loved way more. I had gotten flown out to California for a few weddings and got a glimpse of, <laughs> oh, I don't need to live there. I can just travel there. Um, and then somewhere along the lines, I literally could not keep both jobs anymore. Yeah. Um, it was never like, I don't like this other job. I need to quit. I have to do photography full time. It was, I'm working myself to the ground with mm -hmm. two jobs right now. Um, I was working not two full-time jobs. I was working two overtime jobs Jeez. is kind of what I say. Um, and so it was, yeah. it was time to take a jump really. Um, and it was a calculated risk. I say, you know, a lot of people always just say like, just go full-time, like, just do it. Just, just see what happens. But I actually say like, make sure it's a smart decision. Yeah, I'm totally in that um, camp, yeah. I, so I had met with a bunch of financial advisors. Um, my dad has been a huge help in the process. My dad has been really, he's really good at budgeting and really good at talking me through that stuff. So um, it, there was a lot of thought into it, but of course there, it still was a jump. Um, and so I took that leap and it's, I've just not slowed down <laughs> since and it's been right. great. Um, so I'd say that was kind of the timeline as I literally, I had photography to supplement a different income and then it turned into this other job supplementing my photography income. And then that was kind of when I was like, okay, you don't have any more time in your life. So mm -hmm. you need to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew really after watching two women run their own business, I was like, that's so cool. I want to do that. Yeah. And so I did. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I. I really resonate with your story, very similar to what I went through with teaching and, and balancing mm -hmm. um, my photography career. Uh, what what I kind of the came into my head when you were saying that is like, I think the healthiest way to go about jumping full time is to go through this really intense, unhealthy season yes. to be able to have a healthy season on the other yeah, side. For sure. Which like, I actually agree with. Like, I, I think we have as humans, we have the, the tolerance to be able to handle that yep. kind of intensity for that short yep. period of time, but having the self-awareness to realize this is mm -hmm. not sustainable long-term, right. therefore I have to make a choice, but it's a really, really good way for you to build right. something so that you're not just like totally out of money and have right. no work when you do decide to go full-time. So I said, I, you know, and right. it's really like Stephen and I's philosophy mm -hmm. on a lot of what we do with, with creative entrepreneurship and teaching and sharing that message of just like, it's not really right. a good calculated risk to just jump into something that you make no money right. and you right. have no other job to right. support. Um, well, and I also think that there's such a, 
I don't know what the right word is, maybe misconception that you, in order to be a successful photographer, you have to be full time. Um, Mm. And I think that that's something that I heard a lot. I had a lot of people that I was meeting in the industry that were saying, oh, but you're not full time. And I, I didn't want to be full time at that point. Like I could have been, but Mm. I loved this other job. I loved what I was learning in it. Mm. I loved the people and the clients. Like I, I was very happy in that job. And Mm. so I think that you know, I had a girl in here that was renting the other day and she was traveling and they were just doing some headshots in here. And she was telling me that she, um, that she was just, it was fun to do photography for the weekend because she had a busy week at her job. And I looked at her and I said, what do you do? And she said, I work in finance. And I said, do you like your job? And she said, I love my job. And she was talking about how she doesn't have time to do photography full time. And she's like, I love my job. I love my clients. I love what I do. And I just looked at her and just said, then then stay doing that. You can do photography yeah. too. Like you don't you don't have to go full time with it um, if you're not ready for it. And if it doesn't like fiscally make sense either. Totally. And and then it just becomes a game of like, then you just need to put parameters in your life mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. creative business. You start. Right. Okay. Because the natural inclination is like, if you're good at what you do, you treat your clients well, it's going to grow to a mm-hmm. point where you'll probably be faced with, do I go full time or not? Right. And so then it's putting in the like having enough discipline to then be like, no, I'm only taking right. this much on for sure at a time. For but sure. Just seeing you, knowing who you are, you know, hearing more of that story, it's very clear that your calculated decision to go full time the way you did resulted in your ability to build and have Sunlit Studios because you weren't taking on a bunch of debt. You weren't like doing a traditional business model of, you know, getting investors or anything like that, which creative people don't tend to do. Um, but I think a lot of people find themselves in a position where it's like mm-hmm. they have no capital at all. And so it's, I have to book work to get new gear. I have to book work to, to remain full time. Mm-hmm. I have to book work to blah, blah, blah. You know, and in your situation, it's like build up this nest egg for a while. Mm-hmm leave the first job, feel comfortable going into the full-time photography. But then once you're in it, you're like, let's hammer this nail over and over and Mm -hmm. over. And then you're just like, you're doubling your income and you're building up an even bigger nest egg to be able to invest into something like this. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Hey, Carrie, it seems like you've done such a good job of building up this business that now you're getting so much surplus work that it's impossible for one person to handle, Mm -hmm. which is kind of an interesting problem for a wedding photographer to have, because I think it's often maybe tricky to like scale a business as a wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. because so much of what we do kind of rests on, you know, artistic skills or personalities Mm -hmm. and kind of the way that we do business as an individual. Right. But you've recently found a very cool way to scale your wedding photography business. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that person and, and who you've brought on into your team? I could talk about Katie forever. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, She showed up at the perfect time. Like it was just call what you want. It was a total God thing. I, I got to a point where let's put it this way, the whole leaving my job, all of that, like my work has really always been centered around my clients. Um, It's, they've always been at the forefront of what I was doing, which is why I had to leave my other job because I, I couldn't, I knew there was a there was a limit to the capacity that I was able to give when I was as burned out as I was. Mm. Um, and so I also reached a point in my business where I was turning away so many people that it was just 
it's not just clicking an email template that says, sorry, I'm unavailable for your date. It's like every time I do that, there's a little piece of me that's breaking when someone has taken the time to write their story, mm -hmm. to tell me why they want me to be their wedding photographer. Um, that I was just like feeling little pieces of me shatter every time I had to do that. So Mm -hmm. Um, I had been, I've really been thinking about bringing on an associate for the last year or so. Um, but I knew it would have to be the right person because, um, because it's like what you're saying so much of wedding work is so personal. Um, and the way that I have built my business and that I love having my business built around is being very personal, mm -hmm. um, and personality really. And just being able to have a certain energy level <laughs> on a wedding day, point and blank. Um, and so I had a really good conversation with Ben actually, who, you know, Ben Ramos, Ben Ramos, incredible associate team, um, dear friend. And he kind of said to me, you know, I had said to him, we were on FaceTime, like mid shelter in place, you know? And he's like, I think I had something along the lines of, oh, you know, like I'll, I'm waiting to meet the right person. And he was just like, girl, you are not going to just meet someone. We are in the middle of a pandemic. You are not going to meet someone. You got to put it out there. And I was just like, duh. <laughs> so I think I posted on Instagram that night. I, you know, again, here we are. Now I'm impatient. Now I'm like, I'm going to do it. Um, posted on Instagram that night, had a ton of people email, interviewed a bunch of them. Um, got on the phone with Katie and she, the entire interview, actually, it's funny because she later told me that she was like, who is this girl? And like, why isn't she asking me about my skill level? Like I wasn't asking her about gear, anything mm. like she just was going on and on and on about her heart and like why she loves my work and stuff that was very like, I was like, we'll get to the gear stuff later, sure. but, um, I knew her work was good and I knew that I just wanted her heart to match that. And it did. Um, and so it was just like almost immediate where I just knew, like, again, always thinking of my couples, I was like, she has the ability. I always say when I talk to people about Katie on the phone that I brought her on because she has a really high level of social awareness, mm. which sounds ridiculous. Cause you'd think mm. you bring someone on for like their incredible portraits or their attention yep. to detail. And it was like, no, Katie has a very strong ability to read the room. Um, and so invaluable. what invaluable. Yes. It's, yeah. And so to bring someone on my team mm -hmm. where like, you know, I can train. I've always said I will train, but I will not teach. Mm. Um, and so I've trained her in my style. I've trained her in, you know, some different, different ways that I do things. I've trained her in wedding day process, but I have never really had to teach. Um, and especially how to teach interaction and client interactions. Like I might train on the way we respond to someone who's asking about weather reschedules, sure. but I know that she, you know, she can carry a conversation she can own it. Mm -hmm. um, and so bringing someone on my team that I knew could enhance my business, never for the sake of money, like never for the sake of finance. That was never a goal with an associate. It was always just to be able to serve people better. Um, and of course that is a bonus, you know, mm. there is additional income as you start to grow, but, um, having Katie on my team has never once been about the money and always just been about the growth for the sake of my couples. Really? Epic. Yeah. Uh, I, wow. yeah, I feel like <laughs> every response you give is like, I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. 
Um, I'll start saying some controversial stuff. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think there's, I think there's a reason why we run in the same circles and like have, have seen the kind of success we have in the wedding photography industry and by no means saying that in, um, in a manner of arrogance, but in a manner of self-awareness mm -hmm. and trying to mm -hmm. educate other people of like, this is the most important thing is serving your clients. Yes. And that's so applicable to yes. any creative industry. Yes. And like, in any in any work ever mm -hmm. it's just people first right. you always, know like, always 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 yeah when you're dealing when you're dealing with clients when you're dealing with like whoever you're collaborating with working with working for right. it's always making sure that like you in some capacity are putting your needs to the side to help serve them and like make them right. feel loved and appreciated and wanted um and that like it obviously oozes from your brand on the topic of teaching that when are you going to start doing oh education my gosh. day one steven i met eric okay i walk in the creative club like you know to meet the guys i walk in and eric's just like oh have you thought about getting into education i'm like dude i just met you and it's been like two years of every time i see him so are you getting into education yet <laughs> um no 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 i mean Come on, like ever. If I were to get into education, it would really be around like the empowerment of the individual in a way um, and in client relations. Um, I always say that you there's this phenomenal quote and I don't remember who it's by, um, but it says something along the lines of you cannot serve from an empty vessel. You mm -hmm. have to first fill yourself up and then serve from your overflow. Um, and I, you know, I give that analogy to people all the time. Like if you imagine having a cup of water mm -hmm. and it's full, if you start to give it, you have a lot to give, but then your cup is going to be empty. Mm -hmm. Um, versus if you have this cup of water that's overflowing, you can stay full while you're constantly, constantly, constantly just giving, um, and serving other people. And mm -hmm. I think people underestimate the role that that plays in your business. Um, that it really is about who you're serving because, you are going to want to get better at your craft if you really genuinely care about the people that you're serving. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to learn how to, you know, better give your time to the things that matter and outsource to the things that you know that someone else, you know, is, is better worth their time um, when you know that the people that you're serving will ultimately benefit from you not being burned out, from you having the time to give. Yep. Um, and so if I were to get into education, it would be, you know, something around those lines. I do these retreats. Retreats. I did the retreats. <laughs> I do these retreats with um, one of my good girlfriends and, and that's what we center them around. Mm -hmm. You know, we center them around um, half photography, but also just half the person first and half your story. We never once ask people's photography stories when they get there. We ask them to share their 30 second life testimony. Mm -hmm. Like what is important to you? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have a dog? What are you passionate about? Because that's what is going to fuel your business. And that's what's going to help you ultimately serve your couples, clients, mm -hmm. whoever, you know? Cool. So when you do education, <laughs> it won't be around just, it won't be wedding photography. It'll be more like hol holistic, creative, how to build yourself up. Sure. We'll go with that. That was a, that was, maybe work on the title. <laughs> How I don't know. Build, that seems pretty concise. How to that build yourself up here at Sunlit Studio. <laughs> it's lit. It's lit here at Sunlit Studio. <laughs> I said I was only going to make that joke once, and I think that's like my fifth time. Yeah. you got to make that like every day. 
Yo, like every Instagram story. Yo, it's lit over at Sunlit. What's up, guys? Just checking in. <laughs> okay, this is the awkward part of our podcast where we have to do our own plug of our own thing. So Come if you on, don't here we go. mind me real quick. Make that money. Yeah. Oh, no. What are you talking about, Eric? This is just our, this is our first ad read ever. Yeah. Mm. By our first, first sponsor. It's an ad break, man. Yeah. Yeah. Our first sponsor. Who is it, yeah. Steven? Us, baby. Us, baby. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Uh, hey, do you like rally caps? Uh, do you want more of it? Uh, well, you're in luck because every week we post episodes of rally caps, uh, an extra little episode called extra innings, and it's available on our Patreon just for five bucks a month. If you want to hear what Steven and I have to say about what we talked about with our guests, little extra quips, things like how we pitch to get clients on the podcast, clients, how we get guests on the podcast, uh, and just creative ways that we go about interacting with people, building community. And then, you know, ultimately we want to start jumping into like audio and how you can build a podcast and how we grow rally caps, that sort of stuff outside of just supporting us and paying Steven for the hard work he does to edit all of this. So if you're interested in Patreon, you could check it out in the description or the show notes down below. Carrie, you're an insanely organized and goal-oriented person. Perfect segue. Um, do you have uh, like any plans in, I don't know, the next five to 10 years for your current business, for Sunlit Studios, for everything that you're doing now? Do you have like a, a grand plan in mind for where you want all that to go? Do you want to hand off some of these businesses to other people? Um, what, what are you kind of seeing in your future? Um... That's a good question. I think goals and I think dreaming is important. I also really value not getting too far ahead. Mm. Um, mm. I I think it's really important, especially as we know the way I am. Once I get my mindset on something, you <laughs> it's gonna it. happen. You it, yeah. um, and so mm -hmm. I I like to grow at a good pace. Um, and so right now I am just you know, we talk about client service. That's my priority. I have, I mean, my business has like 45 more weddings this year still. And, um, and Ooh. those couples are my priority. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not all me, you know, a lot of those are Katie, but, um, my, my clients have my priority right now. And obviously this space mm. is not, this space isn't, is never really meant to be a stressor. This space is meant to be like a safe place and to be something that inspires me mm -hmm. and makes me feel creative. And so the second it turns from being that I will backpedal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think long-term in this space, I'd love, I love events. Let me tell you, yeah. I just think planning events is so fun. Um, that yeah. I would love to, when I, you know, can come up for air, start doing, um, <laughs> This is really, this is, this is the one thing that I'm like, this will happen in here. Um, I want to start doing some sort of, um, call Swa Soiree. You, uh, no. That's the, that's Sounds the fun though. Sounds fun though. I don't know. That, um, does that mean fancy party? I'm full of words. I mean, I don't I'm know all about today. fancy parties, but no, I was going to say, um, <laughs> something along the line, you know, call it what you want. Like just chats with and bring in really cool people. Oh, um, so like little mini workshop things? Yes. Like paid or like just events? Or? Um, I haven't quite gotten there. Gotcha. I just know that I, when we talk about education and workshops, um, like I said, I don't think that the crux of your business should be centered on 
and it, it, it's personal to everyone. It's different for everyone. Right. But I don't think the crux of a business should be your skill behind a camera. Like that might be the most important thing as a photographer or mm -hmm. as an artist, but for the sake of being a business owner, it's not. And so mm -hmm. I want to start doing very like those kinds of workshops. My dream, I'm gonna just say it so that way you can all hold me accountable to it. Jenny, as in Jenny. Like Jenny's ice like cream. Like Jenny Brittenbauer, Jenny. That, Actual Jenny's ice cream. Yes, yes. That's what I want her to come in here and do an entrepreneur Whoa. workshop. I mean, she is a powerhouse yeah, woman entrepreneur that's, that's yeah. like doing it. And she is, she is just creative and talk about like just gets an idea and goes for it. And so I would love to do a workshop with her on on creativity and being yeah. a business owner. Sick. Hold me to it, Whoa. Steven. 100%. That's going to happen because <laughs> I have like 10 to 12 flavors that I want to pitch her. So I will attend and then uh, give All her right. some ideas for some ice Here cream. Here we go. Here yeah, we go. Awesome. Here we go. <laughs> Literally the best ice cream on the planet. Listen, it's everyone's so over here talking about joining uh, mixed preset packs with people. And I'm over here talking about just wanting to do a mixed ice cream flavor with Jenny. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> In collaboration with KCP, Jenny's new flavor <laughs> is soiree. Is sunlit. Soiree. <laughs> Wait, okay, that's not a bad idea though. I feel like she would like something like that. I could see some sunlit, like sun, some yeah, sun motifs, sunlit. some branding I, I and would, stuff. For the sake, I actually what you I would love to mind. do with her is like a rainbow sherbet. Sounds great. But like, Ooh. make it like okay. a sun sherbet. So all, like, yellow, all yellow, like a dreamsicle. Yeah, yeah. Sunset. Come on, yeah, Jenny, awesome. if you're watching, come please, on, girl. Jenny, <laughs> <laughs> okay, last serious question. Okay. And it is sort of serious. Okay. You are doing a lot of things, a mm -hmm. lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, like right now, you're in the middle of like almost a 45 day stretch of shooting, like mm -hmm. almost every day. Mm -hmm. Is this sustainable? How do you feel mm -hmm. like? Do you feel like you can go this hard for an extended period of time? Do you not want to? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think the reason why I go through these stretches where I book myself sessions every single day is because I genuinely love it. Yeah. Um, and because I get messages from couples that are like, we really We're wanted so photos pumped. in this month. Yeah. Or they're people that are just so pumped and I... I have a really hard time turning people away or saying, sorry, I'm not available until September. Like, yeah. so, um, I think it's a loaded question because on one hand I could keep it up. Um, I will not go at the rate May is going. That's yeah. just, um, no. <laughs> just take your foot off the gas. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think my next move and it's just something that will, you know, when we talk about financial growth, a lot of that comes from not outsourcing mm. quickly. Um, and so I haven't been outsourcing my editing because that's something that I, I see very clearly as I'm very quick at editing. Yeah. I know my time is more valuable elsewhere, but yeah. I'm very quick at editing. But if you, if you were to do an hour long session, how long does that take you to edit? Sessions take me an hour. An hour to edit. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not bad. No yeah. sessions do. Yeah. Um, how about a full wedding? Like a full eight-hour day wedding, Oof. two photographers. I don't know if I have a time limit on that. Too long, probably. Yeah. So um, if you were to outsource, what would that look like? How would you feel comfortable if you did? 
Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to figure out right now yeah. is, does it make more sense to take on less work or to outsource, um, to somebody, you know, or to a company or, right. and then figure out how, what that process looks like. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think my biggest, my thing right now, I keep telling everyone that I know that I'm going to par- start putting a sign above my desk that says not booked does not mean available. Mm. Um, because I, <laughs> I had three days on my calendar in May where I wrote no session. And then I got increased for people that just either I knew or were super stoked or something. And I'm just like, well, what else am I going to do? No problem. I'll just, why not? Like they need the photos. I'll just schedule them. Um, and that's how May got to be May. Um, Mm. and so I don't mind taking on a lot of work. I just need to be better at saying, would love to work with you. I have availability starting in July. I have availability starting in August. Mm. Um, and Mm. I do think outsourcing editing will be the next thing because, um, I always tell Katie every time I get a phone call from her of session was awesome. Couple was so great. We had so much fun. Where should I bring the memory cards to? Should I drop them at the studio? And I am like, oh, I forgot I had another (laughs) session coming my way. (laughs) Um, And so I think that's been like the biggest. um, Katie has the capacity to be taking on more sessions and I fully trust her with her ability to deliver in experience. And so I then need to one, allow her that opportunity. It's really cool getting to pay someone. Mm -hmm. So I need to allow her that opportunity and I need to allow Mm -hmm. more couples that opportunity, which will mean outsourcing editing when I don't have the time. (laughs) For sure. Um, yeah. Wish you all the best in that. As soon as I started doing that with photo, it just completely changed the game for me, at least getting someone who I know and trust who can get a gallery to 80%. Yes. And then taking the last 20% sure. and just like, you know, three, four hours right. to just get all my perfectionist tweaks out of the way, which I'm sure you have as mm-hmm. well, because your work is flawless. And yeah, and just seeing how much that can free up your time. It's incredible. I think when weddings really, I've had like a month break from weddings. Um, and so I think I've gotten really overwhelmed with sessions, but I've kept up on everything. Like I've kept up with two week deliveries on everything. Yeah. And so I think once weddings pick back up, it's going to be that, you know, when we were talking about going full time and you have to like reach a capacity that you literally cannot do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I say like, oh, the editing is so much, but like, I know I can still do it because it's been mostly sessions. But I think once I have like triple header, double headers every single weekend, starting in a couple of weeks, I'm, it's going to be a, all right, time for an editor. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, I just even like as your friend want to go back to like what you said about making sure your cup is full. Yes, uh, you know, absolutely. You never want to get into a place where you're draining your own. Right. So that you can't give back. Right. And things start, you know, the wheels start yeah. falling off. And that that is the thing that's the weird balance when I do genuinely love the people that I'm working with right. so much. Um, it's I hard always to be said, a yes person. Yes. <laughs> yes. I always said in college that I wished that I could major in people. Mm. Um, like I used to just go on rants to people that I'd pass my way to class and be like, why do I have to go to accounting? This just doesn't make sense. Given. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then you run your own business. And you know, it's probably good that uh. I took that class. But um, and so I think, you know, our jobs are the closest thing to majoring in people. So when I have the opportunity yeah. to go meet new people, hear their story, give them an incredible experience, allow them a chance to connect with each other better and help facilitate their date nights, their relationships, whatever, like that yeah. also fills me up. So it's hard when I have work filling me up and also my own personal life and my own personal people filling me up. It's it's what has me keeping saying yes to all these things. And so it's gonna yeah. be about 
learning the balance of that, not, oh, this is awful. I need to start saying no. It's just like, okay, they're just both equally as important, mm. you know? That's good yeah. stuff. You guys are the yeah. best. You guys are so good at what you do. Oh, for well, real. Oh, that's, we appreciate that. For real. Thank that's you. sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we do have one last section called batting practice. Okay. So the way batting practice works is we fire questions off to you and you have to answer them quickly. <sighs> that makes me real nervous. <laughs> I, know, I knew it would. <laughs> um, but if you, if you take too long to answer, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. There are about 10. So I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> That's what makes it great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Favorite ice cream. Jenny's brown butter almond brittle. Favorite Pantone color for a photo backdrop. A secluded woods. I what, love this what? color. Running or biking? Running. Uh, best running shoe. Hoka's surprisingly. Sunrise or sunset for sunset. A photo. Absolutely. Best Chicago location for a photo shoot. <laughs> North Ave, baby. Jelly donut or glazed donut? Neither. What? Which one? Another I mean, one? Maybe sprinkled or just straight up chocolate. Okay. Lacroix spindrift. Spindrift. Okay. Favorite lens. 35. Bears, Beats, or Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> Sorry, one more. <laughs> one more shot. You do not watch The Office? No. No, okay. <laughs> That'll wrap that up then. Oh my gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, you have to play back. Play, wait, like you asked uh -huh. me? Yep. Are you going to ask me the same questions? No. You're just going to fire yeah. off questions? Favorite spot to have a drink in Chicago? Uh, stereo. Someone who inspires you? Uh, ben Chaish. Something that makes you smile? My wife. Something funny that one of your kids have said recently? Uh, that was probably it. <laughs> one of them had probably said that. Steven, your turn. Your turn. It's going to be funny with the delay. Um, oh, yeah, with the delay. Um, <laughs> an object that you would grab in the room you're in right now if your whole house started burning down? My hard drives. Right answer. Mm -hmm. um, a place that you would love to travel to? Uh, uh, Maui. If you could only eat one food for a month, that's the only food you could have, but then after that month you could never have it again, what would it be? Trader Joe's <laughs> peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> okay, last question. Um, something you're looking forward to in the next month? Shooting a wedding with Eric at the end of May. Here we go. Boom. There In go. Western Mass. Show. Western Mass, baby. Wait, so fun. That was, yeah. We kind of stole that idea from Jimmy Fallon. My, my favorite segment was he had Kristen Wiig. Uh -huh. And he was just like, where do you get your clothes? And she was like, Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Sears. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's that's good. Some good stuff. Wait, Carrie. First of all, great great answers, and also way to spin it back around on us. That was so seriously. Good. <laughs> that proves like how good she is at what she does with being a people person. It's incredible. I feel like oh, you did amazing. that to me the first time you met me. I probably you just did. Me with questions. I probably did. Yeah. I absolutely probably did. That's like my amazing. kind of thing to just like. Yep. Big question asker over here. Well, that's you guys are awesome. That's all we have. Thank for you. Real. Thank you for jumping on. That's I know it, it was kind of last minute, but heck yeah, man, you are really impressive. Like everything you have going for you, mm -hmm. everything you've built. It's thank you. You should be very proud of, of what you're doing, what you have done thank and you. what you will do. So thank you so much. It's yeah. been amazing. And it's not, I mean, 
okay, here's your like cliche comment. It's not because of me. It's because of the people that surround me. But like for real, for real, my parents came in here to see the space the other day and they just like mind blown. It was just so, so when we were talking about like dreaming and such, um, they, they spent a couple winter months in Florida and I was down there with them and we were just sitting at the picnic table and speaking of grilling questions, you know, they're like, what would you use it for? how would you pay for it? What would you do for this? What would you do for this? Would it be a business investment or would it be just a luxury? Would it be this? Would it be this? And it was just like the perfect parent conversation. And so, um, three days later, I think I signed the lease and I was like, what if I got a studio at some point, you know, and that, so that's how fast things happen. But, um, (laughs) but so, uh, having them come home and just see it done. Um, and I was like limiting the photos I was sending to them so they could just come see it. And that was like a cool, a cool of like, yeah, I've had really good people to get me here. It's awesome. Mm. Very cool. All right. That's amazing. You guys are the best. Sweet. Later. Oh, Carrie, you're Today's the best. a good Thanks day at Sunlit Studio. <laughs> <laughs> come, on, come on by. It's lit here at Sunlit. Wait, wait, wait. Tell them if they're watching on YouTube, they need to like and subscribe. You know how to do it. Just talk right to the camera. Just look at it. I'm looking at that. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that camera. <laughs> what am I telling them? You say... Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, you make sure to. Hey, guys, if you're watching this, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't do it. What's up? Hey, guys, what's up? It's me, Carrie. Um, <laughs> if you are watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, do everything you can to support these incredible. Okay, you these incredible <laughs> people, the one on the computer, too, because they do an incredible job and they're making and good now. content okay. to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay me to say that. No, <laughs> we don't have any sponsors yet. We just have our like one patron. <laughs> that laugh. Yes, our single patron. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. You guys are killing it. We might get a sponsor soon. We'll see. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, you're killing it. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and if you're watching or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five star review and a nice little comment there, that helps with the podcast and pushing it out to more people. So. We'd be eternally grateful and love you forever if you did that as well. We'll catch you in the next episode of Rally Caps. Bring back the batter up. Bring- <laughs>